I am. I'm Love blessed to be here. Radio. Sorry for all the technical difficulties. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Yay, Bride, good evening, good evening. This is your host tonight, Dr. June Knight. Hold just a moment, let's see if I can get this to work. And it's not, but good evening. Hey, this is your host tonight, uh, Dr. June Knight, coming to you from Washington, D.C. And listen, Bride, I am so excited about highlighting this mighty man of God tonight. Listen. I went to Bible college with him, and he is a fireball. He is another Rob Parsley, let me tell you. So, everybody, if you would, please say hi to Evangelist Chad McDonald. How you doing? I'm doing well. God bless you. It's good to be on. Yes, sir. Listen, I'm so excited to have you on with us tonight. I just want to say this, Chad, that uh, with all of the chaos that's going on in the world, okay, all of the nonsense that's being spewed out from Satan all over the United States, I could not think of a better night than to have you on than tonight because I believe that you carry the mighty fire of God and you're going to deliver a word to us tonight. Amen. 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 Now, listen, Brad, I want to tell you a little bit about Chad. Chad McDonald is an international prophetic voice, revivalist, and published author. He carries an apostolic anointing that will change your life. Chad travels extensively through the United States and internationally. He has published three books. His meetings are marked with the tangible presence of God and accompanied by powerful signs and wonders. His heart burns to see a return to the true Pentecostal power and the body of Christ equipped to carry the glory of God. Chad currently resides in Chattanooga with his wife and three children. Well, Chad, listen, uh, you have traveled to how many countries already? 
Oh, I you know, I don't think I've stopped and added it up, but I've been several I've been to several countries in Africa. Um I've been throughout the Caribbean, um Latin America, all over the place. Well, I know I've heard other missionaries say this, but uh there really is a difference in the hunger of the people in those other countries versus the hunger here in the United States. Uh, what could you talk to us about that? What would you say? Well, you know, there, there's a hunger that exists in many parts of the world because they've never been afforded the comforts that we, we take for granted here in the West. Um, you know, I've often, you know, people have often said to me, you know, why does it seem like there are more miracles in places like Africa than there are in America? And yeah. my answer to that is that it's not necessarily that there are any more miracles because the power of God is just as available to you here in the United States as it is if you were in Malawi. The only yeah. difference, the only thing that will separate you from the power of God is your ability to believe him, not geographical oh. distance on the map. And so wow. what happens But is, what is it that causes Americans to not believe, Chad? You know, I talk about this actually in my um, book that hasn't been published yet, that there's, there's two worldviews. Um, you have what's known as a supernatural worldview that is really the worldview in the majority of what we would call, I hate to even call it this, but what we would call the third world. Okay, and, and other oh, okay. nations that are not, not considered Western Europe or, or the United States as far as advancement. So in, in, in three-quarters of the world, it, whether you're in Africa, you're in Asia, whether you're in Latin America, wherever it is that you are, they have in those places what's known as a supernatural worldview. And so what I mean by that is, is that when I go and preach in those places, I don't have to convince the people of supernatural power. They, wow. they understand in those areas that that the supernatural realm is more real than the physical realm. And they understand that everything that happens in the physical realm is a response to something that is happening in the supernatural realm. You know, how, how really? many, many of them, are, many of them are, are, are involved in witchcraft and tribal, yeah. tribal religion and, and, and all other kinds of demonic agendas and demonic religions, but you don't have to tell them of a supernatural existence. They understand the supernatural. So when I go there and preach, I don't have to preach that God is real. I just have to preach that Jesus has more power than all of the other gods that they've believed up to that point, that he alone oh. is king and lord. And so when they see his power manifested and they hear the good news of the gospel, they come in droves to, to, to throw their idols away, to burn their witchcraft. And so there, you don't have to teach the people to believe God, because they understand. They already understand um, having to believe a God, because they come to the shaman or they come to the, the voodoo priest or the witch doctor for healing, and and all of those things. So when you preach Jesus, now you don't have to convince them of that. But the difference between there and here is there they have a supernatural worldview. Here in the West, we don't have a supernatural worldview. We have an atheistic worldview. Here in the West, we have been conditioned as a society to take an atheistic worldview. And what that is is it, 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 it teaches people that science has the answer, that science is the reason. It teaches people that, 
that it, it must be a coincidence. It's not a, there's not a supernatural power behind it. It teaches people that you're crazy to believe in God because everything has a philosophy or a reason or a medical explanation behind it. Everything can be explained with reason and science and, 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 and academia, and all of these things have become their God. And so here in the West, they have an atheistic point of view, an atheistic worldview. So, and that worldview, um, Sister, has crept, Dr. Knight, has crept into the church. Whether they admit it or not, many in the church are what I call unbelieving believers. They have an atheistic worldview. They, they think to them God is a concept. To them God is just, is just a figment. But, but he is a very real and personal. He is the living God, and he's very Come personal, on. and, and he, he desires to interact with the people. And so, but what happens in the West is that they have that atheistic worldview, and so that when, when, when they need a miracle, when something happens, what do they do? They don't go to God. They go to the doctor. They go to the clinic. They go to the prescription medication, and there's right. nothing wrong with all of those things because God has blessed doctors with knowledge and all of those things, and without medical science – and God advancing that, because all knowledge comes from him, without him advancing that, most of us wouldn't be here today. I mean, most every person listening to the broadcast was probably delivered by a physician when they were born. So were it not for modern medical technology, you wouldn't be here. But in America, in the West, most people don't come to Jesus first. They go to everything else, and he's the last resort. And so we have all of this atheistic worldview that has crept in to our mindset in the West. And so that's one of the main reasons why you see things happen in the tangible in those places that aren't here, because, because the enemy's tactics here in the United States and in the West is to, teach, is to teach the church and to teach the West that God is not real, and not only is God not real, but the devil's also not real. And so if you don't believe in either of those two, then, then, then you've adopted a modernistic um, philosophy, you, you've adopted that atheistic mindset, and now you yourself have become God because you've now cast down the knowledge of God himself. You don't have to necessarily deal with that in, in, in many of the other places that I've had the honor to preach the gospel. So to me, that's the biggest difference between the two. Well, Chad, I've got a very odd question, but I'm feeling led to ask you this. Now, how old are you, Chad? I know you're not I'm, as old I'm as me. I'm 42. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought you was in your young 40s. Uh, and you've been preaching for how long? <clears throat> well, I preached my first sermon probably when I was 18 years old. Okay. Well, that's why I'm feeling now, led to Now, I've not been in full-time ministry since I was 18, but I've, I've preached... I preached my first message when I was 18 years old. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. Okay, so that's been a good 20-something years. Uh, well, let's say 20. Well, well, you know, 18 years or whatever. Uh, from that time when you first started to now, are you seeing a difference of how just society, society itself, uh, I'm talking about in America, how society understands Jesus. I mean, I imagine, like, when you're preaching as an evangelist, uh, that there's a lot of people out there that probably don't even understand who he really is anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, 10 or 15 yeah, years yeah. ago, everybody knew who Jesus was, but now you've got this generation uh, growing up where everything in school is taught against it. So it's almost yeah, like you, know, you who he is, huh? Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, 
um, I've, I've encountered this just in dealing with uh, new believers and people that have come to Christ um, in, in this generation because, you know, you know, some of us that, that we use the term raised in church or grew up in the church, you know, we grew up and we take for granted, you know, stories of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, David, and Goliath, all, you know, all those Bible stories and many of us that grew up in the church. Um, yeah. You know, we, we grew up learning about in Sunday school and all those things like that. Um, but there's, there's a generation now that has grown up without a God consciousness. And so when they get saved and they come into the church, and even some of – and so when they come into the church, you know, uh, many times people take for granted what they know. They take they – take, they assume that they, they right. understand some of the basic things that generations prior understood. And, and so we have to do a better job at discipling um, the generation that we're in now because we've really got to start from scratch. And we've got to preach the kingdom, the message of the kingdom, and we've got to preach the king. And, and we've got to uh, teach people and, and, and preach Jesus to the people so that they understand. And, it, you know, this day in this era, um, sound doctrine is probably more important than it has ever been before because of that. I you know, agree 100%. You know, the, so, the generation that we have now, you know, for example, you know, go back 30 20, 30, 40 years ago, there are things that are happening in society now that were they had happened 30 years ago. It wouldn't matter if you were oh. Republican or Democrat. It wouldn't matter what your political party would have been 30 years ago. If somebody would have said, I want to use the girl's bathroom, but I'm a guy, and I, I think I'm going to be a girl now, and I'm going to go and use the girl. It wouldn't have mattered if you was a Republican or a Democrat, they would have looked Come at you on. like you were crazy. They would have drugged you by your coattail out of that establishment and thrown you on the street. Okay, yeah. but now it's different, and so because even even then, people whether they were in the church or not, grew up with some kind of a concept of morality. We're we're, yeah. we're, be, we're there's a generation being raised with a warped morality, and the enemy has worked like leaven, little by little, uh, inch by inch to get to the point where we are now. And so now there's a generation that's growing up and they have no idea. They don't understand that homosexuality is a sin. They don't understand that, uh, you know, this transgender stuff is crazy in the eyes of God. They don't understand any of that stuff. They just think that it's okay. As long as you love somebody, if, if it's love, who are you to say who I love? And that's what this generation is being taught. And they're being brought right. up, and they don't know any different. They're being taught yeah. that that's acceptable behavior. And anyone who doesn't agree with that, doesn't go along with that, anybody that refutes that is considered to be a bigot or intolerant and all of that. And so really it's a demonic plan that's been hatched to warp a generation of young people. We have to understand that there is no success without a successor. We've got to have a generation to hand this baton off to. Or we, or what we think we've had in revival is going to fizzle out and die. Revival has to be passed on to the next generation. It has to be moved on. We've got to pass that baton off. And so we have to have a successor. So it's very important that we touch this generation with the power of God and the message of the kingdom. Yes, now, uh, listen, I would like for you to take a and I would like for you, uh, you know, like before you bring your word or whatever, I would like for you to talk to America because you have been out there, you have been 
traveling, uh, visiting all these different places. Like, what are you seeing out there as an evangelist? You know, like, are you seeing a shift in the atmosphere in the nation, or what are you yeah. seeing out there travel? God is God is on the move right now. You know, I, it's real easy to get caught up in the gloom of what's going on in society and, and you know, and, and in the, the school of thought that, you know, America's never been more reprobate and the world's falling apart at the seams. It's real easy to get caught up in that, yes, there's debauchery. Yes, um, there is sin rampant in the land. But, you know, yeah. and, and this is really part of the word that I've got Isaiah chapter 60, rise and shine for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord is, shall be risen upon thee. The darkness cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but my glory yeah. shall be seen upon thee. You see, you have to understand that right now, the day and the age that we live in, that it seems like there's two types of revival happening simultaneously. There's a revival of wickedness. That's the deep darkness upon the people that Isaiah prophesied about. That's that darkness that's in the land. And so it seems like the enemy has his revival going. But at that time, when it seems like it couldn't get worse, when it couldn't be um, more foul, when there couldn't be um, more trepidation on the planet, at that very moment that the Bible says that then and then and then alone that God would be risen upon his people, that the glory of God would be upon the people of God, and, and that that glory would be seen upon them even in the midst of darkness. And we have to understand that in order for, for light to be appreciated, there's got to be darkness. If there were no darkness, there'd be no ability to appreciate the light. But right now, we live in an era and in an age that's never been more exciting, where there's two revivals. You've got a revival of the enemy, but there's a revival of God that is at work and moving in the earth. I've seen it throughout this nation. I've seen it around the world where I've had the honor and the privilege to travel and preach this gospel. And God is moving by his power. I've stood and preached and watched throngs come and and throw down their self at the altar, give their lives to Jesus. People being baptized in the Holy Ghost, demons being driven out in mass, you know, blinded eyes coming open, HIV being wiped out of bloodstreams in an instant by the power of God. It is happening. Wow. And it is happening around us. We've just got to be willing and, and and ready to accept it. We've got to be willing to be a part of it. We've got to understand that we have to become revival. We have to become the vessel oh. that the glory of the Lord is going yes, to be risen Lord. upon. We've got to be a part of that army that marches out into the earth. We've got to be a conduit yes. of his power, that uh, yes. you know, a vessel that carries his power and his presence everywhere it is that we go on the planet and in the earth. And we've got to reach one hand up into heaven and the other into the gutter and pull the two together. We can't, yes. we can't shun from this thing. We can't run from this thing. But we've got to understand that God wants to use you to be a conduit, to reach the hurting, to reach the lost, to reach yes. the destitute, not just with a message, but with power. You see, the, the, the thing that separates the gospel from a philosophy is the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the power wow. to change. It's the power to bring deliverance. If you don't have the power of God behind it to, 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 to not only just save, but to, to deliver and to heal, to, to, to bring people out of bondage, if you don't have that power behind it, you've really got not a lot more than a philosophy. Right. Well, Chad, I've got to ask you um, – Whenever you're talking about uh, the people, how we have to 
be very careful what we're listening to, like do. You know, that is kind of, Chad, what yeah. I've been telling you because, you know, we know all this is going to happen one day. It's definitely going to collapse. Right. It's definitely, I mean, it's been pre-written. But the church at this hour has to have hope because we cannot listen to the enemy. We have to fight. We're like the Davids of the day. We are the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's you see right. what I'm saying? Like That's if right. we don't our generation, we are going to answer to God for that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've got we've got to stop more, um, seeing how bad it is and wanting to bury our head in the sand. We've got to understand that that the church has got to have a message. The the we don't necessarily have a sin problem in America. We got a preacher problem in America. The reason that oh. abortion is so readily on demand, the reason that that more than fifty percent of so-called believers have had abortions, the reason that all of these things are going on in the planet is because we got a preacher problem. Because we've got pulpits that don't have a backbone to preach the message of exactly. truth, to preach the unadulterated word of the living God with the power of the yes. Holy Ghost, to preach. The, what, what thus saith the Lord and, and, and walk off the platform and don't care what their spouse thinks about it, don't care what the deacon thinks about it, don't care what the church board thinks about it, don't care what the congregation yeah. thinks about it, and surely don't care what City Hall has to say about it. They're going to preach what God said to say and say it to whom he said to say it, and when they're done, they're going to yeah. walk away and not worry about results because results are not our problem. Results are God's. God does the result. We just do the message. But the church has got to have a message. It's got to have an answer. The the church just can't have you can't be a homosexual. It just can't have you can't get an abortion. It's got to have the power of God to deliver people. It's got it. When I when I minister to the homosexuals, I love them. I put my arms around them. I hug them. I hug them, and I say, "You can be free." And in the name of Jesus Christ, you foul devil of homosexuality, come out of them. And God delivers them and sets them free by the power of God. Uh, the church has to have a message. A message that that teaches and preaches life that somebody's not going to want to get an abortion. If you're preaching the message right, abortion is not going to be a problem, you know. And, and the church has to have a message of healing to those who have had abortions and those who have yeah. come to Christ, come to the altar, that they can repent and they can be restored and they can understand that what they did was a sin. And but it's under the blood, and they're going to walk in righteousness now. They're going to walk in holiness, and they're going to turn from that lifestyle. But the church has got to have a message. And pulpits can't be silent when this stuff is going on, when this stuff is legalized. The church has got to have an answer. The church has got to have the backbone. And God is looking for preachers and prophets and men and women of God that will stand up with a backbone, with the fire of God in their eyes, and declare what he says to this generation. So that's basically your word to America today is that this is the hour that we have to stand up, we have to be bold. Active, and we have to do something. I call it, Chad, that we are partnering with heaven, you know. And plus, Amen. Chad, I, t- I tell people, you don't have to have the solutions to people's problems. You just have to bring the kingdom to them. I mean, God That's knows right. exactly what they need. You just have to be an available person, you know what I mean? That's right. That's right. I may not have all the answers, but I can introduce you to the one with the answer. There you go. That's that's the best way to put it, Chad. That's the best way to put it. Now, I want to ask you one other question before we take a commercial break and come back for you to deliver your word. 
Now, Chad, uh, you've been doing this for a while, and I greatly respect you, and we have a lot of ministers watching this broadcast. Uh, what would you say to them? Uh, I know you you just said that about the preachers not preaching, but what would you say about this giant of... Um, I? I don't know, like, what you would call this giant, whether it's, like, fear or timidity, uh, where they're having to battle, like, uh, really just people's opinion of yeah. humanistic. You know what I mean? Like, this humanistic yeah. vomit that's being that's right. spewed in schools and movies and everything. So what would you say to those ministers watching? What I would say to them is encourage them. And, and to remind them of the time in Elijah's day when Ahab and Jezebel occupied the throne of Israel. And it seemed in that day that they were outnumbered. Right. And Jezebel had went out. Elijah had just had his great victory on the mountain and slayed a thousand of the prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth. And, yeah. and, and Jezebel gets word of what has gone down. And she sends word to Elijah that she's going to find him and kill him. And so we've got to – I want to encourage the preachers and the men and women of God that are listening that you may feel like you're outnumbered. You may It may seem like there are more prophets of Baal than there are of you. But the difference between them and you is you serve the God that answers by fire. They don't serve yeah, the God that answers that. by fire. And though you be few, little is much when accompanied by the power of God. And so there was a remnant in Elijah's day, and there is still a remnant that God has reserved that have not bowed the knee to Baal. And so when I preach and I say, you know, a pulpit needs to get a backbone, I'm speaking to those that need to get the backbone. Because there's plenty of preachers here in America and around the world that have not compromised and still have a backbone. And so to those preachers, I encourage them to stand up strong. Pray for the power of God, for the anointing of God, and walk out there and deliver the word and, and be a conduit of God's power. Lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, and preach the word of the living God without compromise. I want to encourage them that though it seems that they're outnumbered, God is on their side. And if their eyes could only be opened, they would see that there are more that before them that are against them. That is really good. Uh, thank you so much, Chad. Uh, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and Brad, when we come back, we're going to hear a fiery word from this fiery preacher. Here we go. Good evening, Brad. This is your host tonight, the president of We Are the Bride Ministries. I just want to take this time to thank you for listening to We Are The Bride Radio, WATV Radio, and for watching us on WATV.TV. Listen, Bride, this month is our four-year anniversary officially on the radio. We would like to thank all of our listeners across the world. It is a shocking fact that half of our listeners are in the United States and the other half is abroad. Thank you so much. It has been our pleasure to interview over 300 ministers in four years. It is our philosophy 
that we encourage you to be successful because we need every person doing their part, every person to be successful in ministry. It's all about missions. You know, the mission that God has for you. So I speak blessings over all of you. Thank you for partnering with We Are the Bride Ministries. May God richly bless you, Bride. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WATB Radio. Also, you can check us out at com and WATB.TV and WeAreTheBride.US. God bless you, Bride. All right, Brad, we are back. This is Dr. June coming to you from Washington, D.C. Now, Chad, how funny is it was living here and I was living in Tennessee, and now God moved me up here and now you live in Tennessee. That's right. He swapped us. <laughs> God is so funny. Well, Chad, listen, yes, he brother. Is. You have got the floor, and I am so excited. And listen, I'm going to be taking notes, brother. So you have got the floor. Go for it. Amen. Amen. I, You know, I started sharing just a little bit earlier, Isaiah chapter 60, verse number 1. Arise and shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. You see, you've got to understand that God promised the darkness would cover the earth. But you can't stop there. And the problem is that most of the church wants to stop there. Most of the people want to stop there and just hold on for Jesus to come. But you've got to understand that though it may look dark, it may look bleak outside, and gross darkness may cover the earth and the people, deep darkness. But the Lord shall arise upon who? Upon you, upon the church. The Lord's just not going to show up on his own. He's going to show up on his body. Or on his church, on the body of Christ, God is going to move in revival in these last days, and the Lord shall rise upon his people, upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. This is going to be something that is going to be visibly seen. What God is going to do in the earth and what he's even doing now in the earth is not just going to be something people are going to talk about, but the Bible tells us it's going to be seen. His glory is going to be seen. It's going to be irrefutable. I like what happened when Moses had gone to Pharaoh and he told Pharaoh to let the people of God go. And Pharaoh responds to Moses and he says, who is the Lord that I should obey him? If Moses goes to Pharaoh and tells Pharaoh, you've got to let the people of God go. And Pharaoh says, who is this God? And, and Moses said, it's the Lord. And Pharaoh said, well, I've got all these gods, and I, we've got all these different names, and I, I know I've got all these different gods, and we worship all these different ones. But who is the Lord? Who's this new God that I should serve him? And so Moses goes back to God, and I like the conversation between God and Moses. God literally you know, um, in a nutshell, says to Moses, he says, Moses, he said, what Pharaoh say to you? And Moses goes to God and says, well, God, he said, who is the Lord that I would obey him? And I like God's response to Moses. God said to Moses, 
that I will multiply my signs and wonders upon the head of Pharaoh in all of Egypt shall know that I am the Lord. What's about to happen in the earth, in America, in the United States specifically, is that God is about to multiply his signs and wonders in America. He's about to multiply his signs and wonders in his church, in all of this nation, All of this nation is going to see and understand and know that he is the Lord. God is not going to send his son to come back for a church with less power than the one that he left for. And God is sending Jesus. He's going to to come back for a church that is full of the power of God. But right now we are in the moment and in the time and in the day and the age when this revival is about to culminate. We're in this great revival that Smith Wigglesworth prophesied about and many other of the greats have prophesied that was going to be in the earth in these last and latter days. And I believe that we're even there right now. And God is going to pour out his spirit upon his people. And though it might look like bleak and it might look like it's dark but the church has to understand that the church has the message the church has the answer the answer to a scared world is a church endued with power from on high that's the answer to a scared world the answer to a world that's afraid to go to work worried about somebody coming in and shooting the place up the answer to to people that are afraid to send their kids to school the answer to people that are afraid of, of the darkness and the bleakness in society the answer to that church endued with power from on high That's the answer to what ails this nation, the church of the living God, full of the power of God with the message of the kingdom and Jesus Christ, that king. That's the answer to what ails this nation. The answer to America is not political reform, not economical reform, not social reform. It doesn't matter who occupies the White House. The answer to this nation is the church of Jesus Christ endued with power from on high. The answer to America is a church that's willing to reach down into the gutter and the other up into glory and pull the two together again. That's what's going to bring revival to this nation. And God is going to move in the earth. And it's, it's time that the church be willing and ready to be used by God. You know, Mark chapter 16 tells us, it says, go into all the world and preach the gospel and these signs shall follow them that believe. You know the story. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. They shall take up serpents. They shall speak with new tongues. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. But the most important part is that it says, that, and they went forth, and, and Jesus confer- went and confirmed his word with signs following. If you want to see signs following, if you want to see God confirm his word, the only thing that you have to do is go. The Bible says, and they went, and then Jesus confirmed his word. The, 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 the reason that we're not seeing God move in many of, our, in many of the, the segments of the body of Christ today is because the church is not willing to go. The church is not willing to do something. The church is not willing to step outside the walls of their building. But if they would be willing, and if they would step forward and do that, God will accompany. The Bible says, and the Lord went with them, working with them, confirming his word follow confirming his word. If you want God to go with you, all you got to do is go first. God's not going to go before you. He wants you to go. And when you go, he'll go with you and confirm his word with signs following. That, but we, are, we live in a day and in an age that it, it's not time to be afraid. It's not time to shy back from it. But it, it's time to embrace it and understand that you were created for such a time as this. There's no greater time to have been born than right now because you're smack dab in the middle of what God is doing in the earth. 
and all he's looking for is a people that will lift up their hands and say, Jesus, use me. I'm willing to be used by you. I'm willing to see my neighbor get saved. I'm willing to see, I'm willing to see the prostitute get delivered. I'm willing to see the drug addicts be delivered. I'm willing to see the homosexuals get saved. I'm willing to reach my hand out and touch the people and carry the power of God and transfer the anointing of God into the earth through myself. God is just looking for people that are willing to do that, sister. And that's what God is doing in the earth today. And there's no greater and not a more exciting time on the planet to be alive than right now. And, and, and no, that's what I'm seeing everywhere I go in all of the travels that God has taken me. The people are hungry for revival, whether I'm preaching in Texas, whether I'm preaching in Tennessee, whether I'm preaching in Virginia, or whether I'm preaching in Africa. The people – are, the people that are, are there are hungry for God, and we have got to get a church that's baptized in the power of the Holy Ghost once again. We have got to get a church that's filled with the power of God. We need a church that's not just going to satisfy themselves with an upper room experience. You know, we've been talking about the upper room this and the upper room that, but you've got to understand that in the day of, when the day of Pentecost was fully come and the Holy Ghost came and filled that place, he didn't fill the upper room. The Bible says he filled the whole house where they were sitting. We, we're talking about and praying about an upper room experience, and God wants to fill the whole house. He wants to see you get completely filled, to get completely um, filled up till overflowing so that you stagger out of that place like Jesus, like Peter, like a drunken man, and, and stagger out of that place so full of the power of God and preach the very first gospel message of the New Testament and see thousands come to Jesus. When the church gets full of the Holy Ghost again, we, we need another revival of the baptism in the Holy Ghost to just saturate the body of Christ, to just fill the church again, and for the people of God to get full of the power of God and to go out into the community and in, into the workplace and wherever it is, and, and be a conduit of this power in the name of Jesus. That's what, that's what the world needs. That's the answer to what ails this nation. This nation doesn't need another life coach. It needs more preachers and prophets. It needs people full of the power of God. This nation needs a church that is endued with power from on high, sister. And that's what God is doing in the earth today. Amen. Chad, I want you to say that again. We do not need another, uh, what do you call that, a coach? We don't need another life coach in a pulpit. We need a prophet. We need a preacher. We don't need we somebody don't need to give enough. a talk. We I'm need somebody talking with what a word from God. It is. Because <laughs> now that's what they've done. They've became life coaches, uh, which right. I believe is just because they want the money or whatever. We need, yes, Chad, I'm telling you what, this is fireball preaching, brother, let me tell you, because what you're telling them for is, come on, bride, rise up and be mature, this is your time, I mean, I mean, look, Chad, don't you remember when we was in Bible college, and here's Rob Parsley, that's right, he wrote be culturally incorrect. Silent no more, you know. I mean, he, he taught all of us. We had to hit the streets. You know, you didn't go to Bible college there and just sit around. That's to, right. I mean, you know, the whole point of Christianity is G-O, go, you know. That's and right. also, Chad, oh, my goodness, 
I loved, loved, loved what you said about us, our part in Signs, Miracles, and Wonders. Did you know, Chad, I never put the two and two together? Just hearing you say that just made so much sense because you got to go in order for it to flow. He's going Amen. to That's right. up. He, he woke me up the other morning and gave me Isaiah 44 and 45, and that's what he said. Who will go for me? Who, who will go? I will back you up, people. Just go and do it, and I will back you up. Chad, do you have any more, brother, or are you done? Amen. That's that's really the word that I have uh, okay. for what God is doing in the earth right now. Well, Chad, listen, I am so proud of you as a fellow alumni, first of all. And secondly, I'm really uh, proud that you are keeping the, uh, I mean, I hate to say the old school revival going, but, you know, it is kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I appreciate you doing that because uh, there's so many that are young like you that are going the way of the seeker-friendly and, you know, all the other newfangled uh, ways to get people in the building. So I appreciate you sticking to the cross, you know. Amen. That's what you cross, you stick to the, that, hey, just what you said earlier about the doctrine. I mean, Chad, right. think about it. People do not even know there's a hell. People don't know a thing about doctrine anymore. They don't know hell. They don't know about the end of times coming. They don't know anything except right. how to how to be blessed themselves. You know. Uh, so yeah, anyway, never before has that been more important. I know. Seriously. Well. Listen, Chad, we want to pray for you as we usually do when you're on the broadcast. And uh, we really honor you tonight and thank you for being on here. Let's all come together in agreement, Brad, and let's pray for Chad. Lord, we thank you for the word that was released tonight from Chad, Lord. And we thank you for him sending out a clarion call to the bride, Lord. And he's telling her, come on, bride, get back in the army, get in there. Uh, get out and do what God calls you to do with no fear and with all boldness. And, Lord, that's what Chad has walked in for a very long time, uh, that very uh, bold-as-a-lion uh, spirit. So, Lord, we honor that tonight, and we ask, Lord, that you bless him. Bless his ministry, Lord. Give him favor everywhere he goes. Give him everything he's asking you for, Lord. We're in agreement. We're the bride. We're holding up his arms, Lord, and asking you, give him what he needs. Give him the tools. Give him the buildings. Give him the technology. Give him whatever uh, that he needs to be successful, Lord. Thank you for him releasing those seeds of faith into us tonight, Lord. And we honor him and his family. Uh, Bless his wife, Lord. Heal their bodies. Keep them safe, the children. And bless his vision and let all of his vision come to pass in Jesus' name. Now, Chad, would you mind taking a moment for the bride? Amen. Father, I, in the name of Jesus right now, I pray for every person listening on the broadcast, for, for Dr. Knight, for every person that's watching on, on the Facebook Live, every person that is under the sound of my voice, I pray 
that, that they would come into an encounter with the living God. I pray that you would reveal yourself to them in a supernatural way. I release the, the anointing of God into their life. I command sick bodies to be healed. I, I command every bondage to be loosed in the name of Jesus. I command let the, let the healing power of God touch them in every area and every point of their need. And I pray for breakthrough in, in their physical body, in their spiritual life. I pray for breakthrough in their finances. In the name of Jesus Christ, and I pray that they would be strengthened and undergirded and that they would be endued with power from on high, that they would be filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost and that they would walk in the supernatural power of God with the gifts of the Spirit of God, that they would be a conduit of revival in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you, brother, and you have a wonderful evening. Hey, wait a minute. Duh. Amen. You need to God bless you. Chad? Yes. Tell us about your books and how they can find out about them. Yeah, um, I've got three books that are available right now. The first book that's out is entitled Rise and Be Healed. That book really deals with it is God's will for you to be well. You can't have faith for something if you don't know the will of God. Faith cannot exist where the will of God is not known. It is his will for you to be to be healed. It is his will for you to be well. And so if you need divine healing, if you need healing, you need a miracle in your body, or you know somebody that does, you need to get that book or get that book to them. That book will build their faith. It will build their spirit man and allow them to come in contact with the power of God for that provision in that area of their life. So that book, Rise and Be Healed, is available. Um, is the second book is Prayer That Makes Hell Tremble. Uh, Jesus <laughs> taught his disciples to pray. And so it's important that we teach the body of Christ how to pray. Because there's a uh-huh. right way. The, the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man avail as much. That tells us two things. That tells us that there are prayers that are effectual. There are prayers that are effective and that avail much. And and yeah. then there, if there are prayers that avail much, then there are prayers that don't avail much. So there's a right way and a wrong way to pray. And so that book will really teach you how to engage with the glory of God. And, and, and I, I teach about and talk about the different types of prayer and how you can pray and how you can learn how to pray for an hour or more without having to repeat yourself, being able to enter into the glory of God and engage the glory of God in the most holy place. And, and the third book is Greater Works Mandate for the Supernatural. God intended his church to be a supernatural church. In the kingdom, yeah. the supernatural ought to be natural in the kingdom yeah. of God. And God gave the, whole, gave the gifts of the Spirit to the church so that they would be active and in operation. If you want to learn about the, the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost, it's in that book. If you want to learn how you can be a conduit of the power of God in your life, and you want to be used for greater works, that book will bless you. All those books are available. They're available. Um, The easiest way to get them is on Amazon. You can go to Amazon.com. They're available there. Um, You can type in the book name, or you can just type in my name. It will be under my author page, um, under Chad MacDonald. Just make sure you type M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. But those three books are available on Amazon.com, greater works, prayer that makes hell tremble and rise and be healed if you don't want to go through amazon you can go to my website 
at www.miraclerevivalfire.com. That's miraclerevivalfire.com. But it's just as easy, really, to get on Amazon and get them, and they'll come. You'll actually get them quicker if you order them from Amazon. But they are available to you um, online, and I encourage you um, to don't just get one, but get two and bless somebody with it. Amen. Well, Chad, what if they want you to come speak or something? What's the process? If they're um, interested in um, having me come and speak, they can. You can go to my website at miraclerevivalfire.com. Yeah. And you can you can click the the link for bookings and there and and just um, send me a message that way it'll come directly to me. They can um, you know put their name and who they are. You can contact me through my website at miraclerevivalfire.com, or you can find me on social media and just send me a direct message, um, and I'll get back well, and I'll get back to you that way. Yes, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chad, and I pray that you have a wonderful night, sir. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Goodbye.